0: They have a combined 12 years in the National Football League.
1: They combine for 65 career sacks, 232 tackles, one Pro Bowl selection, and one Employee of the Month award. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over. It's Train and Gross on the All-AZ Podcast Network. Welcome in. It's Train and Gross back at it. I don't even know what episode we're on anymore, but B Trent, good
2: to see you. It's always a pleasure, brother. It's been too long. It has been. Finally feel good. Finally got over my deal. And, uh, you know, it's good to be back doing what we love to do, brother. If,
1: if it would have, it's not going to make the suits in the corporate office mad. We could play Peaches and Herb. Uh, Reunite it. And it just, just feels so good. Should I just sing it? I, no, don't sing. So let me do this before, because I always try to do this before we, we get into the show. Uh huh. Um, while we were on hiatus, yep, I had some dental work.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that was part of the hiatus. Oh uh, yeah, it was because <laughs> me I, getting sick and you getting, you know, I, w- the-
1: I would have been no damn good. Like, right. So I bit down on something, cracked a. Fi- I thought I cracked a filling. Mm. Go to the dentist. They're like, ooh, crack, cracked a tooth. Gonna have to give you a crown.
2: Is it kind of like going to a mechanic? You know, they they you go they get in there and they start seeing other stuff. Okay, well we see that, but then there's this over here. <laughs> let's 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 make sure we bump the price a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, I don't even know from a price standpoint that might have been part of it. But here's the issue. And Karen, my 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 lovely wife. Mm. Shout out to Karen. So I go in and they give me a printout of what it's going to be. Yep. And there's a detailed description every every step along the way. Yep. Fix this, fix that. Right. And so I walk in the day of the appointment. And the young guy, very, very friendly, helpful kid, he goes, you ever had a root canal before? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, come again? He goes, hey, you're having a root canal. Wow. And I'm like, I thought I was getting a crown. He goes, oh, yeah, that comes after the root canal. Wow. You're not getting a root canal, you're getting two, because you busted two teeth while you were up one, there. Not one, but two. He goes, but don't worry, we'll be done in about two hours. Mm. Three and a half hours later, oh. I'm walking out with two new crowns. Wow. And a sword. So if you want to crown them, then crown them, he crowned them. But I go and I call Karen when I'm done. She's like, what took so long?
2: And I said, said, more work than was anticipated. I said, I got a root canal. She's like,
1: you got a what? And I'm like, "Apparently it was on the sheet. Why didn't you read the sheet? I would have given you a ride. And I'm like, oh, so it is what it is. So I was out of commission for a while with a, uh, busted tooth or two. Yeah. But I was telling you guys before we started recording and, uh, the dentist, super nice. Uh, the kid, the, the dental hygienist or whatever they're called, the assistant, mm, right. super nice kid. We were talking football in between breaks. He has two fantasy teams. Wow. We're breaking all down. But my man, when we're getting ready to start, they're shooting me up with the the lidocaine or whatever it is, and he's like, you mind if we play some music? <laughs> and I'm like, please do. And this young kid, he's probably in his 20s maybe. Right. If, he, if he was 30. Right. Uh, he's doing, like, I want to I eat what he's eating. Yeah, Exactly the first song the first song that he breaks out is Marty Robbins deep in the I don't know what the name of the song is wow but the the El Paso song wow and I'm like this 30 old kid is listening to Marty Robbins yeah and he's singing and the dentist is singing while well, I'm getting my are they harmonizing they Th- were they were not bad they they took because I'm like damn this lady's got a drill in my mouth but these two are very entertaining yeah. while I'm laid up in the chair yeah I so mean. yeah I'm back at it uh that's it Wow. This was your dental experience. Out in the West Texas town of. And the kids tell me, I wish I knew his name because I don't mean to sound disrespectful. He's like, Did you know Marty Robbins from Glendale, Arizona? I said, I knew that. And he was like, an yeah. actor and a race car driver. Yeah, I knew that. And he, everybody knows this song. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Felina, actually. This one I just played? Yeah. Just called El Paso. I think, it, I think the true name is. Anyways. Uh, and then he's like, There's better songs on this album. And he gets, <laughs> he's doing the deep cuts on Marty. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he's doing deep cuts on Marty Robbins. He's got now. he's got it on iTunes in his phone. You know what I mean. I'd he, play he, you more, but I yeah. think
0: they'll ding us if I do. So. I don't want the yeah. suits in the yeah. corporate office mm-hmm. to come after me. Yeah, or that's you, right.
1: or whoever. That's thank funny. you for that, Sean
0: Crespin. But yeah, that's what I did. Wow, what yeah. a recognizable like you know intro though.
2: Yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty cool. good, man. Did
1: either of you guys watch Breaking Bad? Ah, uh, yes. No, I did not. Yes. thats in the finale. Uh huh. When when spoiler alert, Walter dies. Okay, that's the song that's playing. I didn't even realize that. Wow. No, no, it's in a previous, excuse me, previous, because I will get called on that in a previous episode that, that was playing, but that's a song that was made more popular by Breaking Bad. Wow. Uh, lots to get to, B-Train. Yes, uh, it is. Besides my dental work. Yep. Um, football. Mm-hmm. Football. Mm-hmm. And some more football. mm mm-hmm. uh, And I have notes going back three weeks, so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a four-hour podcast or not, but. We'll go as long as we we can, but I think to you know two weeks into the NFL season, and it's actually probably not a bad thing, right? You know, because if you do a week to week thing, which we normally do, you get that maybe you overreact, Uh, like you see a game and you're like, "Well, my God, this team's going to this, or this is the worst team in the history of the NFL, whatever." So you know, case in point, Tennessee Titans, they looked so bad week one, week one, and the Cardinals made them look bad. The Cardinals credit where credits due, but then week two. If you're a Titans fan, you're like, damn, we lose at home to the Cardinals. Then we got to go on the road to, to Seattle. Seattle and get it done. And there's no way we're going to win that game, speaking of gambling in Arizona.
2: First half looked like it wasn't going to get
1: done. And they come, and that's the thing. They come all the way back in Seattle, a place you're very fond of, and beat the Seahawks. So I guess, like I said, the, some things we know. Tom Brady can still play quarterback. We're not surprised by that.
2: Yes. The, the Cowboys, as much as I hate that team, they're not as bad as we thought they'd be.
0: How about this stat for, for a Tom Brady real quick? If he throws 14 more touchdowns this year, which we all probably will, right? We all think probably will. He'll get that before week six. He will have thrown more touchdowns in his 40s than in his 20s. Wow. That's
1: ridiculous, right? Wow. Tom Brady says, I'm playing Tom 50. He's 44. That's six more years. I believe him. Do you doubt him? I don't know
2: if he'll get to 50. I I could see 46, maybe 47. He's got two, maybe three years left. But – There's no way – the thing that's going to stop Tom Brady, one, he's not going to have the team around him like he has now because when you start talking about free agency and salary cap and all these type of things, this team isn't going to look like it looks right now. Mm -hmm. He's not going to have all the weapons. He's not going to have the Antonio Browns the Mike Evans and and the Gronks. You know what I mean? Like he has an embarrassment of riches as far as people to throw to, and they're not going to all be there – In in two or three years.
1: Well, part of that is the players. And and you talked about this before. Part of it is the coaching staff. When you bring back an entire coaching staff intact. I don't know how that
2: happened. From a Super Bowl winning team. Shame on the rest of the NFL for that.
1: That's a a topic for another conversation. But when you talk about the consistency, and, and, you know, you you talk about this. Players Mm -hmm. are creatures of habit. That's right. Whether you talk about what you eat for your pregame meal, the music you listen to when you're on the field. Sure. But part of that is your interactions and your work, not with the head coach, mm-hmm. but your position coach. Yep. And to have them all back and have, what was it, 20, 21 of the 22 starters. All, 20, all 22. All 22 ended up back?
2: Yeah, all 22 were back. And Antonio Brown. So there you who go. Who wasn't like, a starter.
1: Right. So that has to – that that matters, right? That accounts for something. It matters.
2: And and the only problem that you run into, and and I was afraid that they may have just been fat cat where – okay, you've won already, you've proven your point. If you're Tom Brady, the first year you get from under Belichick, you go and prove that, hey, I can win if I have the requisite weapons to go out and I can still play at a high level. And you just wondered what would be the motivation in year two. Well, Tom Brady has shown that there is no lack of motivation. They want to go and and they want to run the table, which I don't think that that's a great idea. You just want to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't – yeah, they're going to have the record on there. Some teams like to put the record on the, the, the championship ring, but the fact is you want to have the ring that says Super Bowl champion. You don't necessarily want to have the one that says zero because that's such a hard thing to do, and you throw in an extra yep. game, Mike. It, it's, it's so difficult to be up 17 times in an NFL season going up against the best athletes in the world trying to knock you off each and every Well, the region.
1: key is to peak at the right time. Like I mean, you know, get on a get on a run, get on a hot streak. They didn't and look like a
2: Super Bowl team last year. Early, early, going they didn't into then. weeks, what week twelve? They they, they didn't look like a yeah. They had already lost twice to, to the New Orleans Saints, yeah. and they were on the ropes on the road. I forget the team that they were playing, but it was not looking great the first no the, the, they, the first twelve games. It was the
0: Packers, remember? The, the Packers. They fell down ten nothing, and then bam, just exploded. Yeah, and they ne- they never looked back. So now
2: this team is is primed. They look ready. But I'm going to say when we talk about the 2 weeks of the NFL season, the biggest surprise is the NFC and the AFC West. Between all 8 teams, there's only 2 losses. Yeah. And the Cardinals have to be up there as far as the biggest surprise and, and of course we're going to get into that, but the two teams with the losses are the Seattle Seahawks and the Kansas City Chiefs. To me, those are the two favorites in both in both yeah. divisions. So I it, it, it's already a weird season in twenty twenty one, and I, and it's only going to get weirder. It, it, this is only week two. This is fascinating.
1: That was going to be my comment. Was raise your hand if if uh, you had the Seattle Seahawks taking the first loss of the year in the, NFC, in the West. NFC West, and having it be a home loss to a team
2: that got embarrassed week one. I
1: looked at the NFC, I, I looked at the ESPN Power Rankings. I know we talked about this before, and I think the three of us agreed across the board that for whatever reason prior to the season starting nationally the cardinals were getting a lot of love attention respect mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it yep. that maybe we weren't feeling here no- locally right so after week 2 i went and uh, you know i did the nfl math where you right. just take the power rankings yep. number 2 number 4 number 6 and number 7 teams in the nfl all have losses all are from the nfc west in the espn's power rankings oh wow so wow. four of the top 7 teams in the nfl now obviously That's going to change as the year goes along. They're going to start playing each other sooner or later. Knock each other off. Um, But right now, that's a lot of respect sitting on one division. And that's where I said I look at this Cardinals team and they played amazingly well Mm -hmm. in week one. Right. And they played well enough to win in week two. Yep. Um, So I don't know where, where I land on this team right now.
2: The Cardinals, one, I think you have to look at Kyler Murray and say that he is a way too early MVP candidate, the way that he's played the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's been sensational. It, that, I, I look at the top three candidates in the, in the NFL right now for MVP, and it's way too early to do this, but I'm going to go Tom Brady one. I'm going to go Kyler Murray number two, and I, I'm, I got I to go
1: I, – I, I, man. Say it. I, I got to go Lamar Jackson. Oh. When you ask yourself tough questions. Derek Carr is number four. I mean, Derek me, Carr is
0: number four. Let me explore that, though, real quick with, with Lamar because he's been sensational in stretches. Because let's be real. If, if not for a Kansas City Chief fumble, he's the quarterback of an 0-2 football team, and he himself has turned the ball over five times. Yeah.
2: Say what you will. When he is on the field, he is much-watched TV. Oh, my – yeah, absolutely. Now, I am going to say, but the, the thing that makes him such the MVP candidate is he not only affects the offense, he affects the defense for the Baltimore Ravens. They are not the same team if he doesn't do all of the things that he does on the field and what he's been able to accomplish. I, I cringe to think – if he if he goes down at all on, on during this season because they are absolutely a lottery team they they are top five pick if if Lamar Jackson is not able to play
1: well and they they are right now they're one of the most injured teams in the NFL Man, you look at the injury list for the for the Ravens four running backs
0: they've gone through they lost them, one of their best defenders as well yeah.
1: injuries are the story of the NFL right now it really you think is. about
2: the quarterbacks there's already five quarterbacks that are down yeah starting quarterbacks that are mm. down and and they may be down for a significant time.
1: You mentioned Kyler Murray a moment ago, and obviously the, seeing that we live and, and work here in the Valley of the Sun, and I agree with you, it's too early. However, hmm. you know you can tell when you look at how things went sideways for the Cardinals at the end of last season right. versus where we're at now, Kyler Murray, whatever else he wants to say, it was a minor thing, whatever, mm-hmm. dinged up. A healthy Kyler Murray uh, is, is a much different beast than what we saw at the end of last year. He
2: and Lamar Jackson are one and one a at Must TV. Right. Mm-hmm. They are the two most exciting players
0: in all the NFL right, right now. Because you just he, never know what's going to happen on every single every snap. play. You well, just
1: don't know. And here's the thing. And and we don't. I don't want to. And we talked. We're not going to break down games. And no. you know, we're not going to roll highlights. But no. I think it, it, we can kind of encapsulate a lot of what we talked about leading up into the season into one play. You know, we questioned the head coach of the Cardinals. We questioned the general manager of the Cardinals. Um, and there was the, the fourth down play where Kyler Murray – Fourth and complete, five, fourth and five completed a pass to Christian Kirk. Yep. And, you know, the fact that – Falling back, doing well, everything yeah, so, mechanically wrong. So it starts – exactly. But it starts with the call of the play, mm. you know, where, you know, again, Cliff Kingsbury gets justifiably criticized for the first couple years – and I don't Rightfully so, though. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so I don't know if that uh, impacts his thinking mm-hmm. and you know making a call like, hey, we're just going to roll the dice and see what's going to happen. Sure. Or or where that comes from. But that that play right there, and, and it goes to like why Kyler Murray's in that conversation because you think about it, he threw two picks in that game. Yep. One of them was a pick six, and if they don't miss a field goal, to your point about a one and one team, maybe or the conversation is different. No, right. Um, and so. You know, they make that and convert that fourth down. And the, like you said, mechanics are awful. But, you know, and I think the fact that Gus Johnson was <laughs> calling the play yeah. made it more exciting than it already was, which yeah. was really exciting. No doubt. But that's just – it feels different this year. You know year. where the biggest growth with him is, and, and I'm no quarterback expert
0: by any means, but you just the, – the way that he's – he's only ran the ball five times in each of the first two games. Right. That's cut in half from where he was after two games – Last year, he had. But random, he's got the same production. He's got. He's got more production from a, from a point standpoint, and that's what I was getting at. He's keeping his eyes downfield, right? Right. So when he's he's using his legs. To, he's much more Russell Wilson than the Lamar Jacksons of the world at this point. He's 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 scrambling to make plays downfield, keeping his eyes downfield. Like if you look at the the uh, scramble play that Hopkins scored this week against Minnesota. Yep. He rolls left. He, he breaks containment. Gets out to the left, and he's got a window to pick up 10, 15 yards. Yep last year he takes it yep. he uses his legs picks it up whatever maybe he gets a first down this year eyes downfield finds Hopkins that's the biggest difference right now
1: well uh, you you know you you have some experience stopping guys yep. uh, what what's what's the bigger thing the Kyler Murray running or the threat of him running
2: the thing that I didn't like and I'm I'm going to give the Cardinals all the credit in the world but I think the Minnesota Vikings gift wrapped this game to the Arizona Cardinals. One when you play a mobile quarterback, you have got to play to his upfield shoulder. You know that Kyler Murray is going to reverse out and run outside and try to get to the sidelines. If you are a pass rusher, you cannot run straight at Kyler Murray because one, he's quicker than you because of mere size and, and athletic ability. And you negate the rest of the pass rush when you let him outside of the most outside guy on that particular side of the ball. So, the way that the Vikings game plan to pass rush him was all wrong. You remember the play where he scrambles and he throws the ball uh and, and he gets it to uh the, the young kid I, Moore? Rondell Moore. First of all, what the hell was Patrick Peterson doing? Yeah, like the, you, you you playing cover three. The cover
0: three. He comes up on Hopkins. You, Sorry.
2: I mean, yes, no, I'm with you. Like one, he's got to do his job, and I mean he's still helping the Cardinals win. Uh, even when he's not on the team. But, uh, you know, (laughs) you've got to be able to rush Kyler Murray better than what the Minnesota Vikings did. When you start talking about the Lamar Jacksons, you talk about the Russell Wilsons, the Kyler Murrays, those mobile-type quarterbacks, you have to keep them inside the pocket because they are absolutely killer once they're able to buy time and get the ball down the field. And I'm going to say, Kyler Murray has the arm strength to get that ball to Rondell Moore, there's only a handful of quarterbacks that even have the hand, the arm strength to even try that. Yeah. And the fact that he has made these plays already and he's put it on tape, it, it just lets you know that if you don't come with the proper game plan against this offense, you're going to get embarrassed.
1: I want to come back to, to Patrick Peterson in a minute. Um, but. Staying on Cliff Kingsbury, the other thing that I've noticed and I've heard people talk about it, and, and I got it, I was listening to his press conference on the flagship station this week. Mm. Uh, he seems different, more animated on the sideline. He got into the referees one, one about a play. Week like one. He, he, yeah. The play clock, mm. you know, he's headset off and he's storming. Like you never saw that in the first two years from him. So he seems a little bit more animated, a little more comfortable in his own skin on the sidelines. And the other thing, too, and it's, I heard this today, or I think it was today, uh, driving around at lunchtime when they have the, the press availability, mm-hmm. and somebody in the press pool asked Cliff Kingsbury, you know, what about the commonalities? Do you see anything in, in Urban Meyer, uh, you know, in terms of you know where you're at with your teams, <laughs> yeah. or something like that? And he goes, what, you mean two wildly successful college coaches? Like, you know, making fun of himself in, right. in, in the moment, which right. is, again, I don't think we would have seen this in the previous couple of years, so I don't know if you're seeing a head coach growing into the role. And again, I don't want to we're 2 weeks into this. Right. So, but it just even though they were 2 and 0 last year at this time, they're 2 and 0 now. It just feels a little it different. Is, it does, and it's a lot easier to make those jokes when the field goal
0: went wide right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If the field yeah. goal doesn't go wide right, how tight is that is that press conference Absolutely. now? Absolutely. You know, it, so you're right. It but is. But even when they were two weeks.
1: even when they were on a playoff track well, last year, he wasn't joking I'll around I'll tell the you media. where the
0: difference is. Like you we just talked about Kyler Murray's growth as a as a, as a quarterback and uh, but I think if you look at the overall – and we got to give Steve Kime credit for this, I think, because if – the way the offense is constructed right now fits what Cliff Kingsbury is trying to accomplish, in my opinion, a hell of a lot more than it did in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. With Hopkins on the left, A.J. Green clearly has some stuff left, clearly. Kirk in the middle. Kirk Kirk finally being able to play where he's at, you know, in the slot fits his skill set better. And Rondell Moore is kind of just like a joker. You can use him all over the field. You can bring him in motion. You can run jet sweeps. You can hit him on a bubble screen. So he's just got this – that's why it feels different, like – you can't – they're not one-dimensional. Yeah. I mean, Rondell Moore led the team in, in targets this week. Right. You know what I mean? Seven receivers
1: caught a ball in week one, six last week. It's just much more spread out, and I think that's the biggest difference. And real quickly, and, and I'll give Vince Murata credit for this. Max Will, Wilson. Max Williams. Max Williams, Williams. tight end. Mm-hmm. He had 96 yards. Yeah. Received. was the last time a, a Cardinals tight end? Vince went back and looked it up. The last time a Cardinals receiver uh, tight end had more than 100 receiving yards was in the early 80s. 89. Wow! It was eighty nine. It was the, it was the it was the second year the Cardinals here? were here. Eighty nine. So I mean, to your point about yeah. spreading the ball out.
2: You know the the thing about Cliff Kingsbury. I think the thing I don't I don't know if he's a different coach. I think his mentality towards coaching has changed. Mm-hmm. I think he's gotten to a point where he's read the press clippings in the offseason. Who what coaches on the hot seat? Uh, you know. How, how are you don't deserve the job because of how you got the job and all these different things, I think you see a guy that's just saying, you know what, I'm going to do this my way. I don't care about what happens. I'm going to run this team how I want to run this team, and I'm going to be true to myself. And I think you're seeing a guy that is finally starting to show a little personality. He's showing who he is, and I think that's his best shot of maintaining this job. But the other thing I will say long-term about the Cardinals – run defense. If they don't get this run defense shored up, they're in big, big trouble. The first game against uh, uh, Derrick Henry, yeah. everything looked good, but I think that was more of the Titans not being ready That's to play. That's
0: what I was going to ask you.
2: Dalvin Cook had a field day yeah. running the football up and down the field against his Cardinals Until defense. he tweaked his ankle. Until he tweaked that ankle, but I'm telling you there are, uh, Dalvin Cook is one of the better running backs, but there are other running backs that the Cardinals are going to face. If they don't get that shored up, it's going to be a long season for this team regardless of what they do on what offense. do
0: teams who are good against the run all have in common and i don't know i'm asking this what so i'm asking you as a defensive line they've lineman. got
2: they've got linebackers that can come and fill. and the thing about the cardinals is one i was surprised uh th- that they had you know the, the jordan hicks and zavin collins you know and, and and then you have you know isaiah simmons on the outside i was surprised all three of them were on the field at the same time i really thought that, that Jordan Hicks was going to be the, the odd man out. He's playing the majority of the snaps right He's now. He's playing the majority of the snaps. He's got the C on his chest, so he still has the respect of this locker room. But until those three individuals get their act together and play downhill smash-mouth football, they're going to continue to struggle. And you're going to have to have more discipline in your run gaps on the defensive line. There were a few times where I saw guys running out of their, off, their, out of their, their gap responsibility. And Dalvin Cook, a, a running back that's quick and, and, and can hit the hole fast, if he sees just a little bit of light, yep. he's going to make you pay. And that's going to be something that they have got to get better at as the season goes on.
1: One of the things we talked about before the season started, and I asked the question in a, in, a, in a critical manner when I was talking about Steve Kime, yeah. like what do you do with Isaiah Simmons? And like they said, well, he's working out with the defensive backs today because they want to get his foot right. He, he played 17 snaps at defensive back in week, was it week one or week two. Yeah. Like, you know, you got a guy. So I, I, can't, I don't like it. I don't like can it. Can you use a guy that did that in college and do it at the next level? I don't
2: like it. I I think you're you're still putting too much on this young man because, one, you're trying to get him to play inside linebacker. And to me, one of the hardest transitions in all of football, one, is quarterback, but two, I think, is playing inside linebacker because of the eyes, Mike. And, Sean, if your eyes are not right as an inside linebacker, it is very difficult to make plays because you're always a step behind. Mm -hmm. You're always having to play catch-up. And I think for Isaiah Simmons, he needs as many reps as he can possibly get between practice and the games and should have been preseason. Just having that practice, reading what he sees in that little guard-to-guard box that he is responsible for. If he can get his eyes trained right and see the right things and then go downhill and, and play physical uh, a physical brand of football, then I think this run defense will get better. But until then, if you keep, ha- keep having guys... Uh, run outside their blocks and not do their own responsibilities, you're going to see running backs continue to have big days. against
0: Ray the Lewis, I think it was in his uh, NFL Network Football Life, talked about that, being able to finally just focus his eyes in guard, center, guard, he called it the triangle, the guard, center, guard, quarterback, yes. and running yes. back. Yes. If you just the, just focus in the triangle, guard, center, guard, quarterback, and running back, and he, that will tell you everything you need to know as soon as the ball snaps.
2: Yeah, and real quick, the, the thing about that is Ray Lewis played that – For 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like day after day for 20 years. And you can go even further back. I'd say probably 30 years because he was probably a middle linebacker and a running back when he was in Pee Wee in high school. So when you have that much time – to lock in and hone in on your on your job and your responsibility and your skill set, of course you're going to be one of the greats. And I think for Isaiah Simmons, it does him a disservice to try to have him do all these different things when he really just needs to lock in on that triangle that you talked about, Sean, and let him get those reps and be able to diagnose plays before they even so, snap the ball.
1: So Cardinals two and zero after the first two weeks. Kudos. Guess, guess what? They were two and zero after two games last year. Hey, all that matters is you win the games that you, that are in front of you. So and and that's the key because you think about last year two and zero. Yep. And then they come home and had that ugly loss to Detroit yep. a year ago. Yep. Um, now they got a chance. They're going to uh, going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That your, should be a win. Your guy Urban should Meyer. Uh, your guy. Your guy Urban Meyer at the helm. But you can't have a letdown. You can't. You, you know.
2: You can't play down to the level of your competition. You got to go and handle that business, especially on the road, especially on the East Coast with this team.
1: There you go. All right, college football on the other side. Uh, lots happening in the NFL, but Phew. as much happening on the college football front. My we'll goodness. talk about that next on Train and Gross. Train and Gross. Speaking of LL Cool J, yeah. <laughs> we were in Long Beach one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever been to Long Beach. There was a bridge going over to a hotel. Okay. And it was half of it was closed. And the wow. other half was for for traffic. Well, L. Cool J in the show that's on CBS, I, uh, NCIS show, I think. Mm-hmm. Never watched it. Uh, and he was—I saw him. He, you know those chairs that they have, like the high mm-hmm. chairs with mm-hmm. the the names on the back. Yeah. He was sitting in his chair, and you could see him when you were driving. By, I waved out. L. Cool J. You were that guy. Yeah, and he you said, see? "Mike, welcome to Long
0: Beach." <laughs> sure, he did. Mm-hmm. No, but I saw him. Favorite LL Cool J song? Mm-hmm. Wow. Favorite
1: LL Cool J song? I only um, know one. I know. I only know one. I'm gonna one. go with Jack the Ripper. I, I, yep, love I, it. I don't know that song.
0: Love it, gross. What's what? the one you know? What's the one I know? What, Mama to knock you out? out. Yeah, you I mean, know,
2: going, just, going back to Cali. You know, going back to Cali. You know, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I was gonna going go back to Cali. I was going to go Knock bad. you
1: out, isn't it? Uh it wow. depends on what kind of mood you're in. Wow, driving to California to see how <laughs> cool <Jay on laughs> a Bridge. As, as, a, as,
2: a, as a true hip hopper, I mean, you know, as a, a hip hop head, I mean, Jack that's right. I forgot
1: about that song, Jack the Ripper's money. Yeah, I mean, because he's bikini small, heels tall. She, she said, said she, she liked, liked the be- ocean, beach. That was a beach. No, she. ship. Wow. Whatever she liked. <laughs> anyway, how do we? I should <laughs> know oh, that. I, I can't get into this conversation with you yeah. two. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Can't.
2: I mean, there's a lot get of. There's a,
1: there's a lot of. I mean, radio is is you know. Anyway. But anyways, he did. He said, "Mike, welcome to Long Beach. I got to get back to that's work. That's good. All right, that's good." Qualified to represent. Mm-hmm. College say. football. Mm. Uh, college football, a couple weeks into it, and some things we thought we knew. We didn't. SEC is good. Uh, yeah. Um, some things that you kind of thought you knew, like, you know, the, the Pac-12 is kind of on shaky ground. Mm. Well, they – they the, the, the Start is strong. It depends on what hour of what Saturday you're talking – because that, that's the thing. Like, Dude, no. I'm sorry. You cannot have a Saturday like they had this most recent uh, – what was it? The – five days ago, four days ago. It was week three. Whatever the date was, week Mm -hmm. three. You cannot have a Saturday like the Pac-12 had and say it depends what hour it is because it was awful from the word jump. Mm. Like even Oregon, your, your franchise, your marquee this year, I mean, I don't even know where they found Stony Brook. How, how does Oregon play Stony Brook? You, you know, if you're the Pac-12, you're like, well, we play more conference games than you do because you guys play, you know, Eastern, whatever. But, Oregon yeah. played Stony Brook. So but, you, but to
2: their defense, they did go to Ohio State. No,
1: and I, that that is the win. And yes. when that happened, everybody's like, this is the year the Pac-12 turns around. Well, you had, you, had UCLA, you, LA, you had UCLA. You had UCLA. UCLA. Absolutely. Right. So everything that – and I would suggest even that Oregon win at Ohio State is tarnished because of how ba- – how bad the Pac-12 was this past Saturday? When you look at what Colorado did, Colorado mm. gets shut out at home yeah, to a team that will finish in the middle of the pack in mm. the Big Ten in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, well, They're yeah. a, they are an average Big Ten team. Yeah, that All good the luck. way to Pac-12 after dark. When you talk yeah. about you bury your team yeah. in UCLA. I'm with you. On the Pac-12 network, yeah. in, in retrospect, it's not a bad thing, but at the time, <laughs> they, were your, they were like, hey, we're not just Oregon. Yeah. Don't forget Chip Kelly's team. We beat LSU. Oh, okay, since you're that high profile, we're going to kick your game off at 1045 East, mm. and we're going to put it on the Pac-12 network. Mm. And, oh, by the way, you lost that game to Fresno State. I, I will give
0: – again, you're still talking about Larry Scott issues. George – Commissioner Kleovkov is trying to change all of that. It mm-hmm. just takes you know, more than a, you know six months on the job. Mm-hmm. He does recognize it's a problem. That is number one on the list for the Pac-12 is a change – all of that. Yeah. Distribution of football. Yep. So they're trying. It's going to take a little time.
1: It, uh, and then we haven't talked about ASU. No, it's not. trap the bed it. in Provo. Provo. And you can talk about Arizona hey. and the way Arizona lost to Northern Yikes. Arizona, and that's embarrassing. But in, in what happened, if you're Arizona, if you're going to lose to NAU, you pick the perfect weekend to do it because don't nobody care outside of Arizona. Right. They're not even talking about that because when you went into this season – you are the Pac-12. We're not banking on Arizona to be good. Correct. Nobody was looking at Arizona saying, "Dear man, if they can just get over the hump this year, no, they're going to help it." So, but they yeah. did have
2: momentum heading into the season, based on what the head they had coach a lot had of done. momentum. Yes.
1: And now that's scrapped. No, no, I'm not giving. Yeah. No, 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 no. Arizona does not get a free pass. My point is, in the in the lineup of things that happened this weekend, right. Arizona's not in the top five right. for the Pac-12.
2: Yes. No. That's I mean, true. because
1: they're not even the only team this year. That lost to a one-AA football team, so it's not like it gets like a, a headline. Is there one team that,
2: out of all the teams in college, that was expected to do something that has either disappointed or exceeded expectations? Michigan State. I feel Michigan like that's State.
1: been the last three years you could say that about Michigan State. Well, though. up until this point, I think Michigan State, though. Okay. You know, and and look, you look at the Eastern. I don't know what they call it these days. They used to have, like, they named it after form, mm-hmm. whatever. The eastern part mm-hmm. of the Big Big Ten. Even with Ohio State. Is it like State? the legend
2: side and the, the yep. something other yep.
1: side? I forget. Penn State. Yep. That's a good team. They look good. Michigan State, I think, is, is playing well. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I'm not ready to crown him yet, but at least they haven't stumbled, which they've done in previous years that's under him. That's correct. You talk about Cliff Kingsbury finding himself. Maybe Jim Harbaugh is finally on, You know, you fire your longtime defensive coordinator. and mm. Now, you beat a bad Washington team, and then you beat two other teams that you probably shouldn't have mm-hmm, played. Mm-hmm. But at least nothing's been sideways. But you got to start to do it in the Big Ten now. Um, so I think the Big Ten, but, but for me particularly Michigan State, but that was a nice win. Penn State have it over Auburn. And I give Auburn and Penn State both credit for actually scheduling that game you know, because you don't get a lot of SEC teams traveling. Mm-hmm. And when they do travel, State College PA is not a place they usually turn up. Uh, so I give them a lot of credit. Um, I don't know. Keep a lookout for Georgia. Yeah. Just, just
2: keep, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're not going to be considered. They're not Florida. They're not Alabama. They're, they're not the darlings of the SEC. They're not LSU, even though LSU has, has eliminated themselves this year. I think Georgia is going to be one of those teams that's going to fly under the radar mm-hmm. because Alabama is going to get all of the attention. Florida is going to get a lot of credit for the 31-29 game that we just saw. Yep. I think Oklahoma is not what people thought they were going to be. Uh, UT, my goodness, what, 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 what mm-hmm. are we talking about with UT? Uh, there's not a lot of storylines. It, it it The more things change, the more things stay the same. What about A&M? They've got to beat Alabama. They've got them at home. Mm-hmm. They've had they're going to have one of their easier schedules from the SEC standpoint that they've had in a long time and they've got all the big time games in their backyard. So if there's going to be a year where they can stick their chest out and say we've arrived and I I think they have to. If they're not going to do it this year, then when? Yeah. You you just gave the head coach a big time contract. And, you know, he's already got a championship under his belt, so I don't think he has quite as much to prove as a, as a few coaches. But if you're A&M, if you want to be on that high profile of top teams or top programs in college football, you better win these games. You, you better get it done this year, at least get to a conference championship game because all of this time and all the money that they've made, yep. they haven't even been in a championship game. So point. you can talk about, you know, what they've done and all this and that, if you don't get to a conference championship game this year, I don't want to hear about it. So
1: you know, I'll ask a question and answer it first and give you a second to think about it. A team that, that's ranked, highly ranked, undefeated, but, but isn't going to be there when it's all said and done. Mm. Uh, I, I look at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year, Iowa's going to try to force their way into the conversation. Yep. Every year, Iowa will roll in 3-0, and 4-0, 5-0, depending on who they play. They year in and year out play the weakest schedule you'll ever see. And I, I'll give you money. If you can go back 10 years mm-hmm. and look ahead 10 years mm-hmm. and tell me a Power 5 conference team they play not named Iowa State and not in a bowl game, they don't play them. They yeah. don't, they won't, they can't. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. And so then they'll say, oh, we're getting disrespected. We're only number nine. Or we're undefeated number nine. Yeah. Nice win against Iowa State this year. Fine. Yeah. The Seahawks the game was, I think, number nine and number ten teams in the country. Yeah. But when Iowa has to play Penn State, when mm-hmm. Iowa has to play Ohio State, even Michigan State this year, they will come back to earth. So, you know, you look at – I think last time I looked, they were in the top six, seven somewhere. They will not be there when it's all said and done in December.
2: We talked about Pac-12. With the, the loss of Arizona to NAU, what about Florida State to Jacksonville State?
1: Same thing. At home. Yeah, same thing. I, I, well, no, not the same thing because I think the expectations for, for Florida State.
2: You got to beat Jacksonville State at home. I, you do. You paid them $300,000 to come take a butt whooping, <laughs> and they got out of there with a win, and they took your money.
1: And it, the, the biggest misnomer is – It was a Hail Mary pass to beat him. That wasn't a Hail Mary pass. No. That was not a Hail Mary. He ran an extra
2: 20 yards to get to the end zone. No, that wasn't a Hail Mary. That was just a well-executed
1: play. That was a well-executed play that you did not defend. Yeah. And I mean. That was. Yeah. yeah. Can we
0: talk about the worst all-time proposal in the history of guys proposing to their significant other? Did you see the picture in the game with Florida State? No. After they get beat. No. player lineman for Florida State on one knee holding the ring proposing to his girlfriend after a loss in the background b train of the picture of dude holding the ring you can see was it Jacksonville State right yeah Jacksonville State celebrating on the field in the background of the picture of this man proposing to his his significant other no, after he just had the worst loss in the history of his, his probably his football career how I mean, do you get I mean, the even if you have it planned out, you know you put the pocket right back in the back pocket. You go for another day. I mean, listen, the the young man
2: from Bo- the running back from Boise State had the best proposal yeah, ever. I've ever seen. Yeah, nobody else needs to attempt that in a college football game. I'm gonna ask my
1: girlfriend to, to marry me. Let's do it on a game I know we're gonna win.
0: <laughs> <Jesse>. <laughs> I mean, when,
1: even even when we lose, yeah. I'm still gonna go But when you
0: this. lose that type of way, don't you put the ring just in the back have pocket and, yeah. just, and just you know yeah. we'll,
1: we'll do this at a dinner a couple weeks from now. I have a plan B. Right. What about your Irish uh, I,
2: I don't love the way that their games are close I don't love that they don't separate themselves they play down to the level of competition and that's extremely frustrating um, I also have a I also have an issue with them being on peacock that, that that's a whole yeah, I hate another, that by the way yeah I mean you know trying to give peacock love but I mean your, your contracts with NBC stop it um, I'm curious to see uh, Doan the quarterback. Go against his or the team that he he started his career with in Wisconsin and Soldier Field. That's that's going to be a great test for this team. We'll see what they're made of after this weekend.
1: I agree. I think they've got a tough back-to-back because you got Wisconsin this weekend. And then you've got Luke Fickle in Cincinnati coming up a couple weeks. And, and Cincinnati
2: is no joke.
1: Well, and here's the thing. If, if you're, you know, you're looking at this, you're like, damn, you got a Big Ten team at Soldier Field, da 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 Right. And you know how it is with college Shamrock kids, too. Series. Like, you can say all oh, you want to do say. about staying focused one mm-hmm. week at a time, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you know what they think about Cincinnati. Cincinnati's where you go if Ohio State doesn't want you. And you and I, we had Connor Barwin on, on, mm-hmm. the, on our radio mm-hmm. show, who was out of the Detroit area. Mm-hmm. And I, I stupidly asked him the question about Michigan or Michigan State, he goes, man, I don't even I don't think about that. He goes, I went to Cincinnati. They wanted me. Absolutely. And unsaid in that was Michigan didn't recruit you, Michigan State that's didn't right. recruit you. That's right. So you ended up at Cincinnati. And, you know, that's Brian Kelly's old school. I was
2: just about to say, what's the one thing Cincinnati and Notre Dame have in common? They were both coached by?
1: Brian Kelly.
2: Yeah. So uh, I think even though the players were not around when that whole thing went down, I still think that that. University of Cincinnati kept the receipts, and I think they still feel like they have something to exact against Brian Kelly because of how we left and because the way everything shook down.
1: So back to the Pac-12. So you got your disastrous weekend on the field. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's USC. I'm sorry. It still goes back to USC. What do you get by firing a football coach two weeks into the season?
2: You get the fact that they didn't want him to begin with, and they were just waiting for a reason. Uh, Stanford, I don't think that that's a bad enough loss because Coach Shaw and that, that program is always going to be a team that will be competitive. Right. They may not be one of the top four teams in the, in the the in all of college football, but the way that he plays football, he wants to run the football, he wants to play good defense and keep the score yeah. very low. To me, that's a winning formula – I don't care what year you have, what personnel you have, what players you do or don't have, you always have a chance to win.
1: So, if my thing is, like, whatever you didn't like about your coach in week two, you didn't like him before the season started? You didn't like him at the end of last season? No. Like, this guy wasn't he – was, he was not long for this world. No. All you're doing is keeping no. the boosters happy at this point. And, and you put yourself in a tough spot. I don't – you know, look, I, you know, they, they fire their coach, they beat Washington State, so what? But what happens if this team goes on a run? And you you got an interim head coach that you don't want as your head coach. Right. Because you're going to hire a name. You have to hire a name if you're at USC because what you are right now is unacceptable to your boosters. It's unacceptable to your fan base. Yeah. It's unacceptable to the rest of the Pac-12. But what happens if they go on a run and they, let, let's say they run the table the rest of this year?
2: Mike, it's too early because, one, now you, you run the risk of being embarrassed by those high-profile names saying, hey, I'm not interested in the, the the job right now. I've got my whole season to worry about. We're only in week two or week three of the of the college football season. So, right now, coaches are gonna have to give that 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 that, res- that response. Like, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that 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 job. Wink, wink. Right. Because. It, They've still got too much season to worry about to already put their name out there, and then they sabotage their own school's season that they're currently at. So, n- no coach in their right mind is going to yeah. say, "Yeah, I, I want to coach for Southern Cal." When you know good and well they want to coach for Southern Cal, they just can't say it right now.
1: Mike Bone is the uh, these the newish. He replaced Lynn Swan, the the athletic director sure. at USC, and. You know, I, I. You know, he's been around. Like he, he was at Colorado. He was at Cincinnati. So he's been around. He understands these things. But you know, this decision was not his alone to yeah. make. Because you know, you don't, you don't do that. But um, a name. It, your point well taken about nobody's going to talk about it now. Urban Meyer got asked about it in his press conference. In week two, who do you think, or who would you, who, who who makes sense, or who would you like? Because it ha- it has to be a high profile name. And I, I look at, you know, and, and you, you've heard names bantied about. The one, if I'm USC, because you can afford whatever you want. Like money is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Buying out a contract mm-hmm. and then hiring a new contract. I've heard Bob Stoops. That
2: makes a lot of sense. He's high profile. But if he was going to ever coach again, it would have been in Oklahoma. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the guy that he brought to replace him has, has done a pretty damn good job. So I don't think he's done anything to, to, to lose his standing at University of Oklahoma
1: <laughs> when they call me and ask me, Mike, who do you think we should hire here? I would, you know what?
2: I would give a strong consideration to Deion Sanders. Wow, I would give strong. Here's the thing about Deion Sanders. Yes, it's going to be about Deion, but you look at the coaching staff that he has at Jackson State. Wow, former NFL players, yeah, he does. guys that are going to be able to give great information, great personal experience mm-hmm. to these recruits. Yep. At Southern Cal. Now, I don't know why Florida State didn't see him fit enough to to take that job, but, hey, that's on Florida State, his alma mater. But I think if you are Southern Cal and you need a splash higher, who would be a bigger splash than Deion Sanders?
1: I'm going James Franklin. I'm going James Franklin. I, but do you I, leave Penn State? Because to me, well, I, Penn State is
2: right on the level with Southern Cal right and now. And that's, that's the question. Can you that's convince him to move. leave? Can you convince him to leave is, is oh, the question. Oh, you can convince him to leave. You can cut a check big enough. And that. if
1: anybody can cut that check, it's USC. You can buy out whatever he's owed at Penn State. Look, here's a guy that won at Van- – nobody wins at Vanderbilt. Yep. Nobody won at Vanderbilt. James Franklin won at Vanderbilt. Yep. And then he came into a tough situation at Penn State Oof. where they were trying to get over the mess, Oof. and Bill O'Brien took a, a situation in some ways made it worse. And now, to your point, all he's done is win at Penn State. Uh, can, can you afford him? Yes. Does he leave? I don't know. But, you know, I, look. if I'm not
2: leaving. I'm not leaving Penn State for, for Southern Cal. And he may not, not.
1: But that's who if – if they call me and say, what should we do, that's the name. And what's the, what's the conference commissioner's name, the Pac-12? Klyovkov, George Klyovkov. If I'm George Kaliknikov. Klyovkov. Um, I'm sitting in the athletic director's Stay office with at USC every day saying, you must bring this program back. We can't. Oregon's great. Love it. College football isn't good without Southern
2: Cal being good. Nebraska needs to get their act together. Notre Dame needs to improve a little bit. Florida State's got to get their right. act together. Nebraska's got to get their act together. I mean, there are certain teams when they're good, college football just yeah. feels right.
1: Yeah, and, and from a business standpoint, they're great for The business. Pac-12 needs They Southern need Southern Cal. Cal. Yes. Cuz when yes. UCLA was, you know, they knocked off LSU, that was great. Nobody they're, cared. They're the second best team in in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I don't mean record-wise cuz that's debatable at this point. Yeah. But profile-wise, marquee-wise, yeah. Right? Man, they, it's tough. They need USC back. So yeah. if I'm George Kaliknikov. Klyovkov. I'm sitting in the office. I'm saying, you need to make the right hire. Yeah. Well,
2: we're That's sitting in this office, and we're going to say this, Kleovkov.:
1: <laughs> Say it with me, Gross. Klee-off-cough. Klee-off-cough. <laughs> Klee-off-cough. I like. He's actually in town. I like my pronunciation better. <laughs> he was in town yesterday, as a matter of fact. He doesn't need to be here. Wow. He needs to be in Los Angeles. All right. I put a sign on my desk in the conference offices wherever they are. He needs San to Francisco. be in
2: Jacksonville, Mississippi, wooing Deion
1: Sanders away from Well, he can do that too, but it, 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 top of his list, more important than the Pac-12 network is USC.
0: If you're, if you're uh, Eric Biennemi, does it do anything for you?
2: His yes. Name? You know? Yes, because he's a California. He's a Southern native. Cal he's, kid. He's an LA yep. native. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that I think he has to do the political thing and say I'm not interested which right now is. because I'm in the middle of my season. Yeah,
0: which he is. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, he always said he's been he's on he's been quoted as saying, "I'm always going to be interested in the Southern Cal job because I'm an LA kid." So it yeah, if he could go home and take that program and bring it back and and revive it. Now, he, he's a guy that's a Colorado alum, so I don't know how they're going to feel about that. I
0: think the, the problem is I think the uh, AD there in, in, at uh, USC My is friend. also the one that fired him <laughs> at Colorado. I so do. I don't know if there's a match there, but it was probably, I think Ian Rappaport is the one who first reported But why it.
2: was he fired, though? It wasn't because of remember. what he did on the field. I think no. it was something off the field or, or personal life or something. Well,
1: and the other thing, too, is he has coached. To your point, in co- at Colorado, but also at UCLA. So he's recruited the Southern California area. So he knows the area, right. So Plus, you,
0: he's a completely – after spending how many years now with Andy Reid, you have to imagine he's a different he's a different football so. coach Correct. than he was in Colorado yeah. too. So Correct. if you're
1: USC, you take that into account. Lots going on in college football. Yeah, yeah. Just getting started the season. Got to love it. All right, listen to Training Gross. Great to be back. We're going to step aside and, uh, I don't know, we'll do something on the – <laughs> More I don't headlines. Know what. I do know Headlines? <laughs> well, I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a question for you. We'll Let's do that do next on Train and Gross. Train and Gross. All right, I got a question, B-Train. Shoot. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I heard an interview, mm-hmm. Chuck Foreman. Wow. Minnesota Viking great. Long time great running back, I had to look yeah. up his picture. Like, as a Lions fan, I knew the name because yeah. I was watching him run over Detroit Lions. Very
2: stylish individual back <laughs> in All the, the time, man. He was just
1: running <laughs> up and down. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. they had that defense of purple people leaders that wore you out on the one side. Yeah. It wasn't
2: just Detroit, though. He did it to he a lot, did of, a lot of people. Yeah.
1: Um, but he was talking just you know, and you could tell. I told you it was the Spice Adams. You know, I, <laughs> that's who I pictured. Uh, What's <laughs> the, the old head? Yeah. Old head. The old head. Like some guy that was. What'd fin- you say, now, Chuck? Somebody asked him a question, <laughs> right? And he was like, "Is this microphone on?" Yeah, and we're gonna. Go. And that's a for show sure right out. But uh, sure. so it was a wide ranging. You know, they were talking about the Vikings, the really? and all that. But somehow it came up, and he was talking about the being on the field mm-hmm. and being in the pile. Oh. And he said, the stuff you smell when you you were in a pile. Be careful. And he said, like, I get it. Like, you got big, grown men in a pile sweating and all manner of all other stuff. Trying to get a ball. Mm -hmm. Right? He said that he he goes, the thing that bothered me the most when I was playing is the smell of alcohol. He goes, because I know I was playing against guys that were drunk. And I could smell the alcohol in the pile. And that really bothered me. And I wrote this down three weeks ago. My notepad, Sean just said it's all wrinkly from the, the water and everything. So I've saved this question. Okay. Do you ever play against anybody that you know was drunk or, or maybe a teammate, no names, but like in the huddle, you're like, damn, man, this place reeks of alcohol.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I played against guys that, that, that had alcohol. True story, I was drunk at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that's the Pro
0: Bowl. I'm talking about real not, games. Hang a I second, mean, though. It was,
2: hey, we, we, we laced them up. We played real football. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I was, I was a little liquored up. You know, I know Peyton talked about his idiot kicker all liquored up you know at the pro bowl but i'm telling you right now i mean i uh, if 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 i had to drive that day that sunday i w- <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been uh, if you went straight from good.
0: swim up bar straight to the defensive line i
2: mean look i got up sunday morning like oh we really have to go play a football game oh okay <laughs> but getting back to a serious question yes there were guys that were hung over playing football on sundays yes damn grown men you assume that every grown man is going to approach the game the same way but that's just not the case yeah. there's going to be guys that have vices no matter what level of 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 job they have some guys just cannot leave the bottle alone i mean it's one of the 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 the, the bigger drugs that we have yeah. as far as a crisis in in america and and football is not immune to it so yeah, there there were times where you smelled all kinds of things.
1: Yeah, I bet. And the alcohol one just caught me by surprise, but I guess that you make a good point. Like if you look at a football team of 53, 54, whatever men, statistics say it's a cross section of America in some respects there you go. in that you know, you probably got guys that abuse drugs or alcohol or smoke weed you know, and smoke weed, you know, yeah. what, whatever it is, no doubt. Um, you know, you know, have outstanding traffic tickets, what, whatever, whatever it is. And even when, you know, and the NFL has done a, uh, you know, a lot to clean up the even the image of the league from, you know, the the abuse off the field with the sure. players, uh, sure. you know, which is unacceptable. But, you know, everybody looks at it and says, oh, look at this guy in the NFL is arrested for for spousal abuse or whatever. Guess what? There might have been 10 guys in a big city that were arrested for spouse abuse. It's bad when it happens, always but bad. NFL players aren't the only ones doing it. No,
2: no doubt about it.
1: And so coming to work drunk, I guess uh, we can all maybe tell a story or two about that as well, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, it, it is
2: what it is, brother. I mean, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is there weren't a ton of guys that were doing it, right. but you always knew when it happened you could smell it. it. There was no mistake. You weren't mistaking that smell for anything else. That, that yeah. Alcohol doesn't smell like body odor. It right, doesn't right, right. smell like – you know, uh, dirty gloves. I mean, there is a very distinct smell that alcohol has to it. Well, you know, I'm not smelling socks anyway. You better have your dang shoes on on the field.
1: I was talking uh, back in the day when I was working at a Division two school and, and the basketball coach, would, we'd go on the road, and uh, the guy that ordered the meals, like we had team meal, mm-hmm. and he had the same thing every time. He had an open-faced roast beef sandwich, green beans, fruit cup, <laughs> and a salad. Wow. And he'd tell him, I don't want any damn blue cheese Oof. dressing. Yeah. The salad. Yeah. Why don't you want the blue cheese dressing on the salad, Coach? He said, "I don't want to be smelling those farts in my huddle." Oh, like that's so. Awful. To your point, like that's you know, awful. Like you, I guess you just you know. You ever it. have a teammate
0: that was always the, the 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 just the dirty one in the locker room? Like, come on, man. I know oh, it's a locker
2: room, but still. Yeah, there there was one that 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 always and uh, he used to take this 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 protein um, <laughs> smoothie mix and I, I'm telling you. It, Whenever he took it, just just clear out the room. Hey, did you you played with, did out.
0: you play with Bill Romanowski? Yes, I did. I heard it's legendary sitting in meetings, and dude would just let it go. I mean, is that a true story?
2: That is a very true story. <laughs> and Romo Romo was that guy. Like he would come into the the locker room every day with the briefcase handcuffed, and guys would come to him like he was the neighborhood drug dealer and they'd be like, Hey, you got some of whatever it was. And he would be the supplier for whatever it is that you wanted. And he was one of those guys. Like he took all types of, of supplements and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was one of the first guys I remember he and Ed McCaffrey were two of the first that literally every day took at least hundreds of dollars worth of pills every single day and
0: supplements and vitamins, vitamins, all that
2: kind of stuff. And, and, you know, the biggest thing about Ed McCaffrey was he was allergic to grass. True story. Really? When he would get up and he would, you know, do his neck and blow out his nostrils, that's because he was he had to blow it out because he needed to breathe. Allergic to grass.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
2: But anyway, But with, with Romo, Romo loved the idea of sitting in defensive meeting room and just letting one go. <laughs> like he – I've heard this before. Loved it. And Ray Rhodes could not stand it. I mean – you, you talk about a man that would go – and, you know, Ray Rhodes was one of the more even kill men that I've ever met in my life. Like, you know, the language was always kind of there, but, you know, as far as just having a conversation, very even kill. Guy that was very matter-of-fact, you know, he just tell it like it is. But when Romo would let one of those go, he would go <laughs> instant pissed and would just be like, y'all take a, take a MF break. You know what I mean? I mean, he would be so <laughs> mad – and, uh, you know, Bromo would just be sitting there with this little, you know, crap-eating grin on his face like, yep, ask me again. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, it was I, I, bad. I had another teammate here in Arizona. He'll remain nameless. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, he would have it, and he called it his proteone. Uh And he would take his proteone shake, and, uh, yeah, it did a number on his insides, and,
1: and we were the unfortunates. It did, didn't matter to, uh, if you were sitting next to Romo or not, did it? It was the no, room.
2: because I mean, you know, first of all, we, you, you've got about twenty-five guys in there that are all you know dressed a little hot and sweaty, whatnot, and so you know the atmosphere is just so it's, it's perfectly set
0: for one of those to just carry. Yeah,
2: I mean, and uh, called combustible. Yeah, it 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 was not uh, good. He he would clear the room out. I mean, I don't it, even
0: remember where we were going. I'm sorry. I <laughs> you brought that up, and I, I boy, well, we yeah. were talking about the pile and and yeah, the smells yeah. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I just remember hearing that story from somebody before. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Romo used to do local radio. Like he used he to hits? do he used to do our radio show all yeah. the time. Well, I know thought he so. was a
2: raider, so you know he. Yeah. Knows. Well, no, but I true. knew there
0: was a I knew there was a tie in. But he does it. a uh, speaking of the supplements. He's got his own supplement company now, Nutrition Fifty Three. That was it. Yeah. And yeah. so he he does a lot of radio hits around around the country.
1: No way to transition from one topic to the next. So we'll. <laughs> just leave it at, leave it at that there you go. Um, uh-huh. but uh, before the show we were talking about it and you know a lot of great college football a lot of great pro football but high school football Here in, in the, the state of Arizona yeah. and and I'll set it up and get your thoughts but back to back weeks mm. you know obviously Hamilton uh ridiculous. was most recently ridiculous. that come from behind when they scored 15 points in the last minute and 5 seconds against Bishop Gorman a nationally ranked undefeated team out of Las Vegas ridiculous but lost in all of that the week before Chandler High School yeah. They beat Cherry Creek High School, and you lived and worked in Denver. Yep. One of the preeminent high school powers right there in Denver, Cherry Creek High School, coached by a guy I know you know, yeah. Dave Logan. Yeah. You probably knew him from the, from the Denver Broncos radio network. Is that I- – is that how you knew?
2: Yeah, well I mean I would go every time we play him in the last preseason game I would go do the the oh, one of the that's segments. That's right. Yeah. I mean that's my guy and 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 I mean how many times did he interview me while I was playing with the Broncos? So he he's uh he's a Denver legend and all around great guy
1: too. Denver legend, former uh, played at CU. Yep. Uh high school football in yep. Colorado. Yep. Played at Colorado. Yep. Long time with the Browns. Yep. And then came back home got into radio but had the itch to coach, and he's a Hall of Fame high school football coach up there. But he bought his team nationally ranked undefeated. Cherry Creek hadn't been scored on, and Chandler beat them. Following week, Hamilton on national TV (sighs) takes care of Bishop Gorman.
2: It's impossible to win the game the way that Hamilton won that game. If you are Bishop Gorman, and the, the sad part about it is the head coach, they had just said, About 30 seconds before that, he was the head coach slash special teams coordinator. So (laughs) you have this situation where you get two, was it two or three onside kicks in a row? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, after the first one, I'm going to pull these guys to the side and say, listen, beware of the onside kick. Do not let the ball go more than 10 yards. You can fall on the ball after 10 yards. You don't have to let them get in front of you and all those type of things. And, They just looked like a team that was completely unprepared for the special teams aspect of the game. And and before that, I mean, they were completely dominating the game. Hamilton didn't do anything after their first drive. And then you get to the minute five seconds and they go and run off 15 straight points to win that game. Just absolutely heartbreaking.
1: I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the high school radio show for the AIA here in town on a Friday night, and that game's on national TV. Yeah. And so it's running late, sure. right, because that's what happens when you're on national TV. Right. So I'm sitting there trying to do the score updates, and I'm like, well, you know, tough news, Hamilton, you know, they're still down 17-7, to 7, late fourth. We'll give right. your final when it comes available. Right. And I'm watching this thing unfold, and I can't even talk because I'm trying to do a radio show, and I'm watching this game, and it was so unbelievable. Yeah. And you got
2: to 24-7. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, they they complete. They were dominating. That game was over, Mike. So, it was put it in ice. All the fans had left. All the the, the the student section had left. There was nobody left except the
0: parents of the kids on the field. They were trying to take the quarterback out because he was all beat up. He had a cut elbow. He had a bloody mouth. Yeah, he wound up getting a concussion, too. Did he really? Yeah. He wound, he up wound up with, up with a, concussion, a concussion. But yeah. they were trying to pull him out. He waves him off. Yep. And he goes and ends up bringing him back for that win. I mean, that was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, great drama. It I be, mean, it, it's going to be a Disney movie soon. Well, wow. <laughs> I mean, and it made it made and they headlines. Won't believe
0: it. it made headlines across the country, though, too. I mean, I'm I'm working the ASU game in, in Utah. I told you guys this before the show started. And some guy that works the stadium there, you know, one of the audio guys or whatever, going up an elevator with him, and he goes, "Hey, is that uh, high school that made that comeback from where you're near where you're from?" Yeah. And I was like, "Dude, right up the street." Yeah. I mean, they they were talking about him across the country.
1: It was- oh, it, ESPN put it out on their Twitter feed, like put it like on ES. Not it was on ESPN. But they put it out on – like the whole – they ran the clip, that
2: whole series that Bertram was describing. It's a minute, five seconds. You cannot make up 15 points in a minute and five seconds. That's just impossible. Can't do it. you got to be able to recover the onside kick, at least one of them. I mean, my goodness.
1: Or defend. Or something.
2: Ten yards. Put your toes at ten yards, and if the ball comes to you, fall on it. That's all you have to do. It's that simple.
1: All right. Is that time? That's going to put a wrap on things. So we've been off a couple of weeks. You got a dad joke? I've got a
0: dad joke, brother. <laughs> yes, I am sir. Ready.
1: All right, and uh, have uh, have the the crew out back. They just got a, it. Pump it the brakes. Just got the pump. The brakes. Let's yeah. do yeah. it. Let's do it. All right, we'll step aside. Be right back. Pump the brakes and dad jokes next on Trainer Gross. Yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've done the podcast. In order. Yeah. The things I've missed. Wow. First, the pretzels. <laughs> First, the pretzels. First, the pretzels. Mm-hmm. Second, is music. Yeah. Uh-huh. And third, YouTube. Wow. That's,
0: uh, that's like uh, Vince Lombardi. Three most important things in life are faith, family, and football. Not necessarily in that order. There you go. According to Vince Lombardi. Wow. Uh, okay. We're going to start things off. With I'm going to give you guys... Some topics, some headlines, things people are talking about in the world of pop culture and sports. You tell me if you're pumping the brakes on that or if you're rolling with it. Let's We're going to do, do a rapid fire to start. Let's do it. All right. All right. There are seven teams that are 2-0 and oh okay. in the National Football League. All right. I want you to simply pump the brakes on the team. On whether or not they're going to be a pl- not a not necessarily a Super Bowl winner, but just a player when we get to the postseason All and right. so forth, they're going to make some noise. Once okay. you to pump the brakes on them, or, or say no, they're legit. All right, so yeah. we'll start off the two and 0 Carolina Panthers. Pump the brakes. Ooh, it's going to be tough
2: because I think with the division that they're in, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the class of that division. Yep, and. Br- in spite of what we saw last week, I do believe the New Orleans Saints will have a say in the NFC South.
1: I agree. Gross. Pump the brakes. Yeah. I mean, nothing to add to that. The other thing, I mean, if you're not in the NFC West, your, your ticket to be certain you're in the postseason is win that division. Yeah. You know, uh, so Carolina's in that, and I'm with you. you are yeah, not Tampa.
0: In Tampa Bay. Hey, yeah. it's, it's brutal. But, hey, I feel good for Sam Darnold, right? It looks like he's in a good spot. Uh, Coach ruled and so forth. Hopefully
1: Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Pump
2: the brakes. I hate to do it to you, brother, but I, I think that the Chiefs are better, and I think the, the Chargers are better. And I love how they've come out you can't get any better than what they've done because not only have they won the first two games, they've beaten two really good football teams, and the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Th- those are two teams that were playoff teams last year. And for Derek Carr to play the way that he's playing right now, I think he's starting to finally get some of that national recognition that he so richly deserves. You go back to that year he was the MVP candidate till he got hurt. 2016. He's, he's playing like that now. Yeah. And he's got the weapons. But, boy, you talk about the, the Broncos 2-0, you talk about the Chiefs,
1: it, it's going to be a tough road to hold for the I'm not the pumping players. the brakes on it. Are you are rolling with it? You look so sad when he pumped the brakes. I just, <laughs> ha, ha. I hated that. No,
0: listen, it's, he's not wrong. Every single thing he said, I completely agree with. But the, I think the some- one thing that they have going for them right now is that the Chiefs and the Chargers both have a loss. Raiders are two and zero, and who plays this week? The Chiefs and the Chargers. Don't so the Broncos. They may be able to get it, but a, a two. But the two, because I agree with you. The top two teams in the division are Chiefs and Chargers in terms of talent on paper. Yep. yep. But they may have a two-game. Bump, uh, buffer on one of those two teams yep. after week three. So that they are gonna they have an uphill battle, but it is exciting.
1: And uh, look, Derek Carr has been am- it's nothing short of amazing the, the first two weeks. And, you know, the, if you're going to be in the NFL and go to the playoffs, you've got to have quarterback play like that for now 17 weeks. Yeah. And week two, they've gotten it both weeks out of Derek Carr. So
0: I'll go ahead and roll the The dice. difference with the team so far is the defense. It, and it's Gus Bradley and what he's been able to put it this way. They've blitzed three times in two games. Mm-hmm. They're fourth in terms of pressure on quarterback. So they're getting there with four, and they're playing that base cover three that Gus Bradley plays. And that is the biggest difference right now because they were top ten in scoring last yeah. year yeah. despite having the least amount yeah. of possessions and so forth. So right. if the defense can keep playing like that, they may have an opportunity. You brought it up, the Denver Broncos 2-0. Will they be a playoff player or not? They will not pump the brakes. <laughs>
2: I love Teddy Bridgewater. I I, I think he's a winner. I think he's a guy that does not get his teams beat by his play. He makes good, sound decisions. He doesn't make the splash decisions. And unfortunately, he's in the wrong division to where he has to make splash decisions splash plays in order to keep up with the top two teams in the division which we just talked about the chiefs and the chargers so just by numbers alone and i, I love the fact that the afc and the nfc west are two of the divisions that are the class of the nfl yeah. eventually as we talked about mike they're going to play each other they're going to bump each other yeah. off as far as record is concerned and i think the broncos with nick or uh, bradley chubb just going down now uh, for the foreseeable future I just don't know if they have enough on the defensive side to compete
1: with everybody else. Pump the brakes. Broncos are 2-0. They play two bad teams. Um, they're going to get into the I, – I think when it's all said and done, Denver will finish fourth yeah. in the AFC West. Yeah, Okay. So
0: we all agree Tampa Bay will be a player.
1: Yeah. We all agree the
0: Rams will be a player. Oh, what I we mean. all agree the 49ers will be a player. Yes. Am I Keep pumping up. the brakes? Wait, wait,
1: wait. All right, go ahead. I'm not going to pump the brakes on the 49ers, but like we talked about with the Ravens, this is a team with some bad luck. You look at the injuries, similar to what yeah, happened to the 49ers last they're year. They're down four running backs all right And, and a, a corner and a partridge and they're a paratry. Talking about like, bring,
0: they're talking about bringing back Frank Gore right now Jeez. in San Francisco. That's where Jeez. they're at
1: in the running back room. Yeah, but they, They've talked to, uh, uh, what's his name, cornerback? Uh, uh, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, thank you. I know I Tampa long. Bay has too. Michael Sherman. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if,
0: if there, we all, there. we all think the Bucks, Rams, and Niners will be, am I, am I pumping the brakes or not on the Arizona Cardinals?
2: Yes, we are pumping the brakes. They are still the fourth best team in the NFC West. I love what Kyler Murray has done as far as his personal game. I think he is must see TV. I think he and Lamar Jackson are two of the most exciting quarterbacks that you will ever see as far as ways that they can amaze you on a football field. Uh, Kyler is a much better thrower of the football than than Lamar Jackson obviously right now, but I look at the team and I look at their 2-0, their 2-0 doesn't stack up to the Rams 2-0 and it doesn't stack up to the 49ers 2-0. I think those teams are both better. I think Seattle's better. And again, once you get into the, the, the meat of the, of the schedule, mm-hmm. you're going to start to see these teams start to separate. And unfortunately, the run defense is going to be one of the big Achilles heels. And the lack of running the football is going to be one of the Achilles heels for this Arizona Cardinals football
1: team. I think I've used this example before uh, on the, uh, when we asked me a question. I'm, I'm the dude, I'm the old dude on the on the 101 tapping my brakes right now. So I'm not ready to jump on it because I, I agree with you on the one hand. Yeah, exactly. That's good. You're like behind it. That's pretty us. good. I'm going 55 on the freeway, kind of riding that break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with you, kind of, uh, but 49ers have not impressed me. They're 2-0. and I mean, uh, how do you let Detroit come all the way back? Yeah, but in that I mean, game they played
0: come. three and a half quarters extremely strong in that game. I but understand Detroit that.
2: played the, the Packers pretty well the first half. They team, did. So. lead. And they're still low, you Look. I, so I, I that's why I said I get it. I yeah. get it. <laughs> the look on his face. I, I've seen this before. Defense, though. Defense wins championships. And
1: right now, who would, who, which defense would you take? No, I look absolutely. C- c- I am not disagreeing with you, but I, I, what I've seen from the Rams, I have not seen from the 49ers through two yeah. weeks. And again, the sample size is small. And right competition now, competition hasn't been great. You know. But back to the question about the the Cardinals. Yeah. I think similar to, but for different reasons, than what I said about the 49ers. I still think the Cardinals finished in fourth place in this division. They're two and zero, but they were two and zero last year, right? So what are you going to do? You got the Rams lumen, you got the 49ers lumen, like and the Seahawks. Well, no, I mean, oh yeah, you play yeah. Jacksonville. Right, 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 right. And then I don't know exactly where it comes, but the Rams are up first. Yes. And that's a damn good football team that has owned you. And until you get over that, and hospital, they just upgraded their quarterback. You, so you can't go. You can't go zero and six in the NFC West. So I'll tap the brakes. Happy about a two zero start. Been impressed by a lot of things. Lots of questions, of course. Lots of good, you know. Questions. And I've heard people say, "Well, oh, they're so lucky they beat the Vikings." Well, last year we're saying, well, if they would have found a way to win one more game, they would have been in the playoffs. Well, with the amount, how, of, many, how many games did their kicker that's I was just just about to do say. that to them last yeah, year? They finally right? had them so go their way. So these things come around. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. You played a long time in the NFL. Did you ever apologize for a win? Absolutely not. Exactly. They're too so hard to come by. You take the win, the way, however they come, a win whatever is a win happens. Is a, win is a win. Exactly. You know, if they do make the playoffs after week 17, nobody's going to go, yeah. But they, you know, they got so lucky against the Vikings. We're gonna. It's not like the CF in Week Two. Nobody playoffs. cares. The yeah. committee won't care. Yeah.
0: Justin Fields will be getting his first NFL start this week against the. Uh, who do the Bears have this week? The Bengals or the, the Browns? The Browns. I think it's the Browns. The, it is the Browns. The Cleveland Browns, Football Team. Yep. Thank you so much. Anyways, he's getting his first start. <laughs> Pump team. the brakes or not, starting rookie quarterbacks from day one is the way to go in today's NFL. I'm gonna tap the brakes.
2: I think depending on the team and depending on the player, it makes a lot of sense. If you are the Jacksonville Jaguars, you had no choice. You had to play your rookie quarterback. Mm. If you are the San Francisco 49ers, if you're the Chicago Bears to a certain degree, which I I really didn't feel great about, if you're the New York Jets, who else did you have? There was nobody else. If you are uh, the New England Patriots, you, cleared, you, you, you stacked the deck for your rookie quarterback to look good. Right. And they've done a good job of protecting him and not exposing him to the things that the other quarterbacks that have played already have been exposed to. Yeah. If you've got all that talent around you and you've got a great coaching staff and you've got a defense that can be dominant and take the ball away and give you extra possessions, it gives you an opportunity to go out and be very successful. And they're not asking uh, Matt Jones to throw the ball down the field like they're asking Trevor you know, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence yeah. and, and Zach Wilson, and 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 you know now we're going to see, uh, you know, with Justin Fields, uh, are they going to ask them to, to try to throw that ball and push it down the field vertically?
1: I, I just, I, to me, Chicago's such an offensively challenged team. Are the Bengals any good? Yes, I think the Bengals. Are the good. Bengals are better than people think. Yes, I mean because you look at the numbers, and this is not a just this is a Bears thing, so I don't want to make this a quarterback issue. He gives them the best chance to win, Mike. He does. But still, they. To, so to answer the question, is it the right thing to do, I'm not going all the way there yet because you've, so got, like you've I got to put stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got to put some things around him. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you if you bring in a Kyler Murray, and I know this doesn't sync up exactly right, but give him a DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, you know, the the, the chances of success are going to be a little bit better. Yeah. And that's where I look at the offensive tools around Justin Fields or even Andy Dalton before he came up Gimpy. Yeah. That's not a great offensive team. Yeah in the Chicago Bears.
2: But Mike here here's the here's the conundrum that everybody seems to forget. Your obligation is to win for every single player on that team. Absolutely. You can't just make every decision based on one guy yeah. because the other 52 guys don't give a damn about Justin Fields. They give a damn about their own contract yeah. and their own career, and if you lose too many of those games, they're not going to have a career after this year. Justin Fields isn't going anywhere.
1: The one thing I'll say and and a lot of times when you're talking about salary caps and, and all this stuff how it works I'll give the NFL and the NFLPA and whoever else credit. The rookie salary cap has kind of made those decisions a little bit easier to make because you look at how the Cardinals cut and run with uh, – with uh, what's his name? Josh Rosen uh-huh. after one season. Yeah. You know, if he was on the old salary cap – They'd have had to keep him – They would have year. had to yeah. keep him forever. Yeah. Three right? – at least three. Right. And so uh, the fact that you don't have that financial albatross hanging around your neck if you're an NFL team – it takes that out of the equation, yeah. and so you know, did everybody point the finger and laugh at Steve Kym? You know, you let your kid, but you can move on, and well, it they, doesn't hamstring you. Financially. They
0: traded him; he just turned into
1: Andy Isabella, and whatever know, it was, happened, yeah. whatever happened, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's but it's it's yeah. not the. So I think that improved the game, top to bottom. So these decisions can be football decisions. All right, I'm going to
0: jump down one here, so we're, we can get through this here. But uh, did you see Conor McGregor's first pitch? Oh Awful. My goodness awful. It was one of the best ones I've ever seen in my entire life. No, it was one in of the terms worst of bad. Ones.
2: Yes. It, yeah. ter- it
0: was it was so great. Carl
2: Lewis is still number 1.
0: And yeah, and 50 cents is up there too.
2: 50 50s, 50s up there. Right. Like, one one of, the, one of the young ladies which I'm never going to judge a lady on. Carly that one. Ray
0: Jepson. Yeah. I, I
2: mean Not good.
0: I mean you 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 know. Not good.
2: Let them throw from in front of the mound. Don't make them throw from the mound.
0: Pump the brakes or not though. You would not embarrass yourself if you threw out a first pitch. Oh,
2: I'm not pumping the brakes. I I absolutely want to throw the first Me pitch one time. Me too. And I'm going to say, the, the the best first pitch I, still to date is George W. in
0: Absolutely, especially with everything going on in the country. Money, uh, yeah, right down the pipe.
2: Yeah, well, Game was a game three of the World Series. You needed the the, the commander-in-chief to
1: stand yeah, tall. He did. he did everything that you needed to do and threw a dime right down the pipe. Well, and you know why? Because his, his pops played college baseball at Yale or Harvard or someplace and like that. He was that. also practicing before. Whatever. Yeah, he was. But, you know, when he said, let's go out and have a catch – Dad knew what he was doing, so the kid was trained up. Is running. that is that
0: the one sports? Uh, what's the word I'm even looking for? Tradition that you would want to be a part of that you have yet to have a, you know, a chance to be a part of? I, I gotta say, I was, is, there, or is there another one?
2: I, I'm, I'm gonna say I was hurt by the Diamondbacks that they never invited me to throw. They the never first. invited they you. They never invited me to throw out the first pitch, even when I was, you know, pro bowler and all that kind of stuff in 2004. I never got the invite, what? and I was, my feelings were hurt. By I it. I
0: don't think anybody's going to their games now. I mean, we should be able to make I, this work. I, no, I mean, listen. Hey,
2: <laughs> if there was one thing that I would, ha- if I had a, a athletic
0: bucket list to do, it would be.
1: To I would agree. First I would agree, and I would, I would, I would not embarrass myself either. No, and you got to get a little pop in the club. Too. You know why? You can't because just lob it in there again. Going back to when I worked at the university, I used to go downstairs where they had the indoor baseball facility, uh-huh. and they had the wooden pitching mound with the asteroid I'd practice. Let it whip a little bit. I'd like I did practice. I was waiting for the call. I don't know. Yeah. There was no reason to give me a call. You thought they were
0: going to go to the bullpen for? If right. you want to know, it.
1: you want to know where my feelings got hurt is? Um, McCabe and I were doing a, a Saturday show from Camelback Ranch back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and they said at the beginning, they they were saying, well. Uh, one of the guys from whatever station we were on at the time is going to throw out the first pitch. They went and they grabbed McCabe and not me. Wow. That's hurtful. And so wow. I got to finish the radio show while he's throwing. While the this knucklehead's pitch. out there waving to the crowd and throwing out the first pitch. Our wow. boy,
0: remember our boy C.J. Boyle, who we all worked with. Yep. He uh, threw out the first pitch at a Dodgers game out there, same stadium. Yeah. He did okay. He was so nervous, man. He was practicing with me for a good hour
1: before. I can't imagine there. C.J. Get. like. How did his knees work? Walking. I have out no there? idea. Because <laughs> he's, he's so he's, skittish. Man. He's the biggest Dodger fan I know.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Biggest. Uh, okay, last one. You know how I love my studies that I bring, right? My polls mm. to the table here for some pop culture. Roughly half of America, according to a new study, believes the standard restaurant tip should be between 16 and 20%. That's okay, right? That's not bad. Mm-hmm. 17% of millennials, however, who participated in this particular poll, say the standard tip should be between 0 and 5% percent jerks. I'm only reading this so we can all pump the brakes on that seventeen percent of millennials. But the question is standard tip should be no less than twenty percent. Pump the brakes or not.
2: Uh I don't I don't think you need to go twenty percent so I'll pump the brakes. All right. You put it like that. I think anywhere from ten to fifteen to, anywhere from ten to twenty is, is 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 okay. Okay. Um keep in mind in Europe it's it's considered an insult to tip because to tip? Yeah, because they are well compensated and a lot of times Mm. they don't you know they they, they take a lot of pride in their jobs sure. and they're compensated well so they they look at it and they know when Americans come and try to tip they get very offended by it. I did not know that yeah so here it's only an issue because we
1: know that they're underpaid we know that that
2: that You know, waiters, waiters, and waitresses are are not paid anywhere near what they're supposed to.
1: And I, I, agree with you. I'm, I'm not necessarily pumping the brake, but I'll, I'll, I'll gauge it. They're not going all the way to 20. You know, if I get bad service, I'm getting ignored. You ain't getting twenty. Zero to, 5%,
0: no, I might not zero go zero to five percent, though. Not Who are These millennials no, that, that, that aren't that's, tipping. That, that, that's not. a pump to brakes.
1: And on that trip where I saw El Cool J in Long Beach, <laughs> <laughs> Karen and I went out to we went to Happy Hour someplace. Job, I, I had that. like about eight margaritas, so I was. Yeah. But they were cheap, and the bill was nothing. So let's let's say the bill was forty three dollars. Wow. Whatever. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But I tip whatever the the amount was. I tipped her that amount because this waitress was super nice, very friendly, not busy. It was right before COVID started. Okay. And so. And you had just seen LL Cool J. I had just seen LL. Cool It was cool a good day. J, right? Today,
2: that day was a to, good day. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I did it, and so it was a, like a street, like a restaurant where you sat out on the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we walked, and then we came back, and she came running out of the restaurant, and I'm like,
0: What, what happened? Kind of like an around the way girl.
1: And she thanked out. us. Wow. She thanked us. She said that wow. was the nicest thing that anybody done for in a Thank while. Thank
0: you.
2: Did she have bamboo earrings? At <laughs>
1: least two pair. I didn't see that, <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I i you know you gave you tip tip you. based on service and maybe i should go to europe get yeah. more for my dollar you know?
2: i mean but you know again they, what, they, waiters it,
1: and waiters make like two bucks an hour or something three bucks. like it's, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous yeah. here,
2: but over overseas you know they, they're they well compensated so yeah. they they take great pride in their in their job and uh you know they're like no we don't need your money I, I'm, I'm okay
1: so sean's not on camera yeah nope right so People need to know what happens behind the scene. We're getting ready to do dad jokes. We yep. was a staple of the program, but Sean has been sitting for the whole podcast. Yeah. Yep. Getting ready to do dad jokes. Yep. He's going to play like here's here's the uh Here's the range. Yep. Mm-hmm. But in case he has to play the wah wah trombone. He's stood not he stood up. He stood up. He ain't got to do it because he knows you'll I come st- after him. I stood up because I got to change the page of
0: sound effects. You didn't yeah.
1: have to do that when you were doing pump the brakes. He's doing uh, that cuz he's got swamp ass.
0: That's actually that is wrong. actually 100% correct. I had to, I don't know if you, you all noticed. You just want a head start <laughs> yeah. for when that's he comes was no, 100% correct on
1: that. One. <laughs> when he comes over the table <laughs> after <laughs> you. It's a
0: little warm. We got leather seats. okay, it's like in
1: the NBA when the coach starts working the ref. Right. He's already got you thinking.
0: I'm feeling like Romo here. Phil Jackson <laughs> <laughs> so here we go this is the dad jokes portion of the way we wrap up the show uh, b train's going to give us one of his patented dad jokes there's going to be a rating system to these particular jokes if you're listening to this program for the first time um, no matter what he's going to get one of the old rim shots that's right uh, if it's a quality joke you get some laughter if it's above yeah. and beyond it's one we're all going to tell our friends Yep. It's standing O. However, if it's one we wish we never would have brought to the program, we uh, hit him with one of those. Mm. All right. So that being said, there is your rating system, B-Train. Where are we going? All right. So here we go. Somebody replaced all of the buttons on
2: the elevator. It was just wrong on so many levels.
0: (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) I'll be telling that one at dinner tonight.
1: You're so afraid. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You didn't think that was good. It was good, but you you had you pushed that button before he was done with it. <laughs> I, I kind of knew where it was going. It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's good to have it back. It's that okay. was a good one. That was a good one. No, I I know. I just I'm messing with you. Yeah. Now it's good to have it back. And I, I saw oh, you like smells. you know I, in my mind I saw you with your mm. your notes and all that mm. and you were ready to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you had a couple mm-hmm. weeks to think about this one. Pink right? apple we're lighting as a candle in here today. Yeah, yeah, oh, smell like, that, saying Go
0: ahead and show the camera. Right show the camera. What is that? Yeah. A little pink we, should apple do a,
1: we should do a ca- uh, candle segment yeah. on the show. <laughs> candle <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> <segment>. You <laughs> know that here. damn $45 soy calendar, lavender? Mm-hmm. I still haven't finished that. That's good, though. That means you, you got get back Get money your out of it, no, yeah. That's because I never light it anymore because it's not as good as the other ones. We had that yellow one that you told me to buy. The grapefruit one. That's getting a new one of those. Yeah, that's money. Grapefruit is money. Oh, that air conditioning is on. Yeah, that's why I stood up. You've been blocking it. (laughs) Hey, follow us on Twitter, at Training Gross. That's right. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time on Training Gross.
2: We'll holler.